Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And we're going to start off today with, um, I guess, talking about a bit of history and some sad news from from last week. Um, and But first, I just want to say history is really big with uh, both me and Syl, uh, the history of the team. Um, and it's important for coaches and players to honor the past. We, we feel very strongly about that. And we want to Pay our respects to former Leaf captain George Armstrong, who passed away at the age of 90 uh, last Sunday. And we send our condolences to his family and friends. Mm -hmm. Armstrong was the Leafs captain for 12 seasons, which is the most of any captain uh, that has uh, had the privilege of wearing the jersey. He holds the franchise record for most games at 1,187. He scored the goal to clinch our last Stanley Cup win in 1967, which was also the last goal scored in the original six era. He is a member of Legends Row and is 12th on the list of the top 100 greatest Maple Leafs of all time. Yeah, so those are some pretty big accomplishments mm-hmm. and steps to follow there. Um, but um, anyhow, Sheldon Keefe, in the post-game interview last week, I thought um, said it great. Uh, he basically, the quote, I have it here from Sheldon Keefe in his post-game address. He, uh, he said when he addressed the team, they talked about how efforts back in the 60s in particular are the reason why Leafs Nation is as strong as it is. That's why generations of families grow up as fans. We have a role to play to continue building upon that. And for me, that was that was a powerful message. I wrote awesome in Twitter, if anybody follows us, because that's based in capital letters. It was awesome. It's something like, it's just a reminder to these players about our long history and and what they're playing for and and I guess it 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 has so much meaning I guess the like all our history like they have I don't know I just don't find that we celebrate it enough and mm-hmm. I think it's great too how they have the patches now on the jersey I think they're probably oh, yeah. gonna have it the rest of the season I think uh, with the number ten and the and and I think there's like a little Stanley Cup logo mm-hmm. on there but. Um, But yeah, I just think like for players that are um, like, obviously we know like Marner, Hyman, Thornton, Simmons, they're all from here. They know about our past. And obviously Austin Matthews, he's been here several seasons. He knows too. I mean, Mm -hmm. when he won the Calder Trophy, I remember him (laughs) saying like, I think he said it anyways. He mentioned Leafs Nation. I know that. Mm -hmm. He said like, Leafs Nation, this is for you. And I'm like, okay, yes. (laughs) He's only like, whatever 20 years old and he already gets it right now he's 23 so um yeah so I just think those types of um like that 
that type of motive that should give them extra motivation, definitely. Mm-hmm. In and, the, uh, and as you're reading that, like that definitely gave me a little bit of chills because uh, it, it is a foundation that they are that this current team has the privilege of of building on. Um, you know, uh, that's something that uh, newer teams they don't they don't have that advantage you know so yeah. they yeah. are very fortunate to to have the backing that they do and they should never it should never be taken for granted which i think we have seen in you know the not so recent past that that has happened at yeah. times um yeah. so yeah it's uh it's very very important and something very very special and of course um you know i think the fact that Armstrong was part of the the fold for right up until pretty much his passing um and they've kept yeah. him there that's also something unique and special and uh and so he's being uh, remembered now but it, uh, you know posthumously but he has been a very strong part of this organization for for decades so Anyway, so on on that note, uh, let's get into the games and uh, what we're going to talk about in this episode. So uh, today we have for you, uh, hopefully what will be a regular segment going forward called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, We're also going to talk about what's up and coming for the blue and white in the next uh, two-week segment. And then we also have an update for you on our contest winner, so stay tuned for that. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so actually, we got a lot of good, but we at least I, I which is good. Um, at least I had a few things to talk about. But we'd be here all night if we uh, if we if we do that. So I picked for my good um, regard for the last couple of weeks um, is the decor, and it's funny because. I had a lot of other options, like I just said, but I thought the decor only because it's been, I don't even remember when, maybe since 93, 94, since we've actually had, even though back then, like it wasn't big name defensemen that we had, but it was a solid decor. And I mean, we had McCabe and Caberlet, I guess, uh, during the Sundin era there. Um, But we've never, we've never had in the last several years, we haven't had anything like a solid D core. Like not a so, full core. Yes. <laughs> like maybe we've had like a pair. Yeah. But yeah. not like like not as a group. Yes. As a group, yeah. And we one haven't that's had somewhat a little bit interchangeable too, you know? Like yeah. there's a little yeah. bit of rotation happening and uh anyway, go on. Let, yeah. So let's hear what you have to say. Yeah. So I'm gonna basically just go through the pairings or the way they are now that because mm-hmm. it's rounding into form, let's just say that. I mean, I don't want to go over the top or anything to say they're mm-hmm. fantastic, obviously, but um it's rounding into form. So with the top pairing, let's say with Riley and um and Brody. It was so Riley, I think, 
It's funny. Like last night, first of all, I guess we're coming at you on the Sunday after the Edmonton, uh, the last Edmonton game. Um, Mm -hmm. But Riley last night maybe wasn't as great. I think it's, I think it was catching up to the whole team, the, the road trip, but, um, but yeah, he was just, to me for all the games, he was flying like out there. He was end to end and Brody was, you, you didn't even notice him half the time, like to say that they were learning that. That's what we got him for. Is it not? That's this, what, that's his role. So yeah, they're learning that trust. I mean, if a couple of times, maybe more than a couple of times, I think Riley was below the goal line on the offensive zone. He was like right down there on the, and then all of a sudden the other team was going the other way and it was like a two on one or like an odd man rush three on two, but he flew back. Like you could just see the guy has like, he's feeling so much better comparison to last season when he was injured. Like you can just see how, how he's, he's different that way, but he has that, that trust with Brody and Brody's being obviously being the, the defender back there, he's been making the the plays to, um, or Freddie has been making the spectacular saves in in those few cases. But I don't know. I I just think that chemistry between them, they're uh, they're really getting comfortable with each other. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything about those two? Because I'm gonna no, keep on going. No, you're good. Okay, I'm good. So I agree. Next, um, Muzzin and Hall. I mean, I don't know. Like with them, they have the benefit. Like they played last season together. So I just think like they're just building on top of what they already had. But Justin Hall, I mean, everybody obviously is like they're happy birthday, by the way, to Justin Hall. Yesterday Mm -hmm. was his birthday on the 30th of January. But um, there was one play, I think it was, I think it was versus Cal, one of the Calgary games where I saw him, he was in the defensive zone. He had his head up. And he was looking to make that outlet pass, but he just looked so confident in the way he was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, there, he's at another level now, let's say to me, like of confidence. Because last year I thought, like obviously Muzzin makes a difference with him. He's the driver of the of that um, pairing, obviously. And, and the, but I just think that he's, he's picked up from Muzzin a lot and he's, he's taken it into his game to become more confident. So I don't know. There's, um, I, I'm totally fine with that pairing. Like, I don't think, I remember to start, they thought maybe they'd put Brody with Muzzin or something like that. Like, I don't think, well, they didn't even try that yet, but um, I don't think they should based on. I don't think they will. Like, I, I, I totally agree. It's kind of like, you know, I, I'm like sitting here listening to you talk about him and I have this like proud mama feeling, you know, (laughs) about how you know he's come along such a long way oh, and yeah. i think yeah. the fact that okay last year sort of gave him the sense i think you know given how we started last year babcock was still the coach he still probably didn't really feel like he was going to be a game in game out player so he still was very fresh on the sitting in the press box for 72 games or whatever it was (laughs) and uh, not knowing whether he was ever going to come out. And I think now he has a really good relationship with um, management and the coaching staff, obviously, and his partner, 
who has allowed him to really bloom as a player because yeah. he knows he's not going anywhere now. And and he's been he had the second part of last year to work out any possible, you know, mistakes, get comfortable with his game, figure out his limitations and really get into his role. And now he's he's confident in what he can do. So, uh, yeah, one, it's one thing it, great to see. One thing it does do, though, it mm-hmm. does possibly cause some extra headache for Kyle Dubas because of the upcoming, uh, the Seattle draft yeah. and the protection mm-hmm. list. So that's going to be interesting. But that's for another day. We're enjoying what we have now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then, so that was Muzzin and Hall. And then we got the third pairing. Okay, mm-hmm. So Bogosian must have heard us because <laughs> even though obviously I kept saying he was slow in our last uh, episode, but maybe he's still slow, but I did not notice him, which may, I actually saw him hitting people and that Yamamoto guy, I think he was like on uh, on Edmonton, I think he got pounded a few times by Bogosian going into the into our into our zone. But and I saw him in front of the net trying to clear people out from uh, from Freddie's crease. And I don't know, he seems to be a bit he's he needed a few games, I guess, to just get going and, and get. Um, and I think it's hard too for him because now that's not really a, a third pairing because it's been alternating between Lettinen and Dermot. Mm-hmm. So. It looks as though, which I'm kind of surprised, like Bogosian, I mean, he's doing well, but I didn't think at the beginning of the year that he was going to be the constant. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Dermot basically as the constant, but obviously Keefe is going with Bogosian and knock on wood, there's no injuries anymore. (laughs) And, um, but I don't know. So he's, he's been playing good, but Lettinen, I don't know. it, It seems like they finally got him in. He was only played the four games. And they finally, um, they finally got him in because the couple of times I guess Keith for those first two games against Edmonton that were here, um, he was doing that eleven forward seven defenseman combination thing, and I don't know that just you you can't get into most defensemen say you can't get into the flow of a game when you have that seven defenseman thing, which which I think was the case. You couldn't really see what he had to do. So then. He played two full games, um, but then Keefe wouldn't play him in the third period at all mm-hmm. on on that one game. Uh, I think it was versus I think it was versus the first game versus Cal uh, versus uh, Edmonton, and I was like, okay. And then and then Keefe said last night after this last game in Edmonton, he said he still didn't look look right, like that Lettinen mm-hmm. still didn't look comfortable, and that they hope to have enough tape now to help him learn and take steps forward. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well now really isn't the time to be learning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like, like you're here now in the NHL, you played in the KHL and um, I don't know, like we don't really have time for a person to learn. Whereas Dermot, he's played eight games and he's played between nine and 14 minutes, depending on, on the game between nine and mm-hmm. 14 minutes a game. He's been okay. I mean, I haven't, I didn't see any major issues when he did play. He was a little bit more, maybe he's kind of a little bit more all over the place. And that's just because I, don't know, I think he, that's his style, I guess too. He's a, he's a fast skater. So he's a little bit more offensive too, which Lettinen is as well, but I'm not, I'm not seeing that from Lettinen except for when he's on the power play. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm having a, a difficult time there. And then there's Sandine, Rasmus Sandine, who I feel sorry for because he's on the on the stay ready squad or the taxi squad, and he hasn't had the opportunity at all. But yeah. they seem so invested in Lettinen to try and get him, like to try and get him in as as the pairing with Bogosian. But I don't know. I I. I'm not seeing it right now. Anyways, I'm preferring Dermot, let's just say. And if they want to try somebody else, I would say try um, try Sandine for a while. But then in the back of my mind, I was reminded, too, that this Lettinen he has in his contract, if he's not playing, he has an out to go back to the KHL. Yes, that's why they're they're giving him more time. So the whole thing is that there is a balance that they need to create between winning, which is the urgency now, obviously, 56-game season, and the asset. And how do you develop that asset? And that is actually a struggle probably for every team this year because where do they normally develop assets? In the AHL. Yeah. They're not playing yeah. right now. So it's it's very difficult with the contract issues that surround a player because normally they would he would be down there, you know, playing yeah. more, right? But yeah. Yeah. they so so yeah, so you've got the whole thing where you you've got to um develop your asset and realize that, you know, keep a half a mind or maybe a quarter of a mind to, you know, seasons down the road and, you know, what you can potentially get out of this player and um, winning now. So um, I, I think it's, I, I don't envy them because there's like, it's a chess match this year for yeah, sure yeah. when you are kind of figuring out, you know, what, who you're going to put on the, the ice every day because, um, there's more than just the game at hand and the season at hand uh, to consider this year. It's yeah, it, there they, is a lot of factors and, and things. And they can't. There's there's no way you cannot play somebody in the third, like a demon in the third period. You you got to have your full six like mm-hmm. rotating all the way throughout the game. Yes, the third pairing is going to have less minutes, but you you still have to you have to play them on the on the regular shift otherwise the other guys by the time playoffs come around they're going to be dead tired like they already like they're already playing against the like obviously like Muzzin and Hall playing against mm-hmm. the uh the other team's best players or top lines and and well maybe part of it was that they knew they had this four games off uh this week so there's there's a little bit of time for them to kind of you know recoup a little bit but um but back oh, yeah, to Bogosian, like um, yeah. I back to more of the good in yeah. this part. Um, yeah. I I actually watched him in ISO uh, a little bit last night, and I think maybe the first few games it was a little bit of jitters and nerves and acclimating. Uh, but now he seems to kind of settled into his game, and he's doing the things he's supposed to do, and his positioning is great. Um, on, he's good on the on penalty kill too. And, yeah, he's doing yeah. So yeah, he's, um, he's doing good there. So as a whole, though, until we get that last pairing solidified it it's still working thankfully mm-hmm. like because um i mean we came out of this road trip with uh seven out of possible eight points mm-hmm. so yeah that's, yeah that's, that's pretty good that's pretty good i mean the only yeah. thing would the better would be eight out of eight so yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think, you know, a lot of a lot of whining going on still, but then that's Leafs Nation. I guess we like to yeah. whine, but uh yeah, like we do have to remember and we're like on we're we're in first place overall too, which I was Are shocked. we still? Are we still yeah. in first? Well, I don't know. I didn't uh, last this night morning. before I, I went to bed, I yes. we were. So. Oh yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because the Habs lost, I know that. And then mm. No, I but know, I mean it's... first overall in the league. No, I know. And yeah. But the Habs yeah. would be up there as well. And they're in um, third place. So and then, uh, Washington and then we is don't, second. We don't really know what's going on <laughs> Still the south early. Of the border. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what's no, going know. on in the south. So of the I saw border, Washington so. there. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, there's other teams in this league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's let's get on to your your good. Yeah. So um my good was uh the bottom six and uh how they're using the stay ready squad, uh, as they like to call it, um, to, um, maybe, maybe bolster our back, our, our, you know, the back end of our, uh, forward grouping. And, uh, I was like super impressed, uh, with, well, first of all, I think if you're looking at the, the, the games we just finished in this last two week segment, uh, Simmons, wow, what a highlight. The Wayne train, uh, yeah. He's been great at doing exactly, you know, what we would want from him. Um, so really, really like to see that. Um, and I really like the additions and the way they've rotated using players like Boyd, Brooks, and Anderson and and how they contributed and the way they've been kind of moving people in and out and finding the combinations. I, I think they're hitting on some good things there and also are going to save us some coin going down the road uh, because yeah. they're saving money with that whole salary, salary cap uh, situation. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I totally agree with Wayne Simmons. I mean, he got his 500 points versus Calgary in the first game versus Calgary on that Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. 100th power play goal, which, I mean, he's a net front presence, which we've never had in God knows how long. <laughs> I don't know when. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and the, the only, I guess, the like you were mentioning Boyd and uh, Anderson, the mm -hmm. um, Joey Anderson, and uh, so he got his first NHL goal. Travis Boy, he was like an immediate impact. The only guy that it was funny, he played well. I think it was the first game in Edmonton, but last night he wasn't that great. It was Engvall? I don't mm -hmm. know that guy. I don't understand him. He's like he's been. He played really well in that first game that he got in. Maybe it was against Calgary, but I don't know. Then last night, I I thought he did not. He didn't look as good, anyways. And he he. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's a consistent with fire, I think, with Keith, because I think Keith yeah. knows that he can be better and more consistent, I guess. Um, but um, it's a consistency issue with him. Yeah. It's like similar to Willie. I, I just I just can't see them. I have yet to see either of those players put two games together in a row yeah. where they're, you know, really playing up to their level. So they seem to put in a good, good effort and then they back off. But you know what? There's, it takes all different kinds of people to make up the world, and some people can't put it together two <laughs> days in a row. So maybe that's just the way they are, and yeah. it's always yeah. going to be um, an um, effort to get that, like an effort on the coaching side to pull that out of them uh, more consistently. Because some some people don't have that 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 driver in them where they can be 
you know, the same yeah. every day, like, like JT, for example, Tavares, like he's, yeah. you know what you're going to get from him like every night. Now, the other thing and, with the bottom six too is like, you know, Spezza, yeah. I like the way they're using him. I mean, I know that it'd be nice for him to play every single game. Um, but even when he's in, if he's, he's just so great on the, on the face-offs is the thing is that you want that in yeah. your, in your lineup every night. I yeah. think if you can, because he's been incredible. Yeah, um, that's that's what I was going to say, too, as another good with, with Spezza, mm-hmm. the way he sat out for the game. But, I mean, I think he has that relationship with the organization, too, mm-hmm. and with Keefe, obviously, to know as to how they're, how they're going to be using him. And, I mean, the next game he comes back and he has a goal and an assist. So, I mean... <laughs> I know. Right? After being out the, the game before. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought... That, like he's he's just doing what he what he needs to do in order to to be in the lineup and um yeah it's it's uh, and then he's good on the faceoffs especially on and we need that guy especially even on like the penalty kill like to be able to have somebody like take the draw and win the draw like Tyler Bozak used to be our specialty mm-hmm. in that when we don't we don't have that so I mean Tyler Bozak was a little bit younger let's say than what Spezza is at the time but um, but yeah so I think um, I think that's uh, that's really good so. I mean, it's still, we're finally getting, I guess, the contributions from the third and fourth lines, which is yes. good. Um, but we'll hopefully have that continue. That's the thing. Yes. That's right. So anyways, it's just the, uh, it's just the start. So do you have anything else with that, with the bottom no, six no, or you want to go can, on to the bad? Let's move on to the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to not make this too negative. Okay. So it's just like, we, we just have to talk a little bit about, okay, my bad. The bad is, uh, and it's not actually bad, but I'll explain it. It's Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, because I was okay. like, saw that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I this I have to hear because <laughs> anyway, <Okay>. go on. <laughs> so again, I tweeted it out. I said, maybe he needs to start eating more pasta than soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, <laughs> because I mean, the guy is like flying out there. It's like so impressive the way he's getting in there and he's on the PK. He's like, he's, he had like partial breakaways, but he just doesn't finish. Mm-hmm. I That's the part he needs to finish. And now he's moved up because of the injuries, which we're going to get to eventually. Um, but because of the injuries, now he's on the second line with JT and Nylander. He's got to produce. He's got totally. to produce. Okay. And I agree with you there. So that's for me, that's so it's bad, but it's not that it's half bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I agree, except the his flying down the ice. I just that's to me, uh, it's exciting. So I love that. And he can't he's not finishing. But overall, like if I have to choose between the way he's not finishing and the way Kapanen was not finishing last year. Yeah. You know, he was he was invisible most of the time. Like, at least he's not invisible. So I will take this no. right. over that in a heartbeat. Although I saw somebody uh, somebody oh, kind you? of played with his name to make <laughs> yes. it like happening, like <laughs> McCappen, McKayev happening or something like that. It was, it was funny. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so overall, I, I just think if he could get a little bit more control over his shot. Again, I, I do think... 
that these guys that come from Europe that are used to playing on the big ice, I think the timing thing is a big deal because they have less time to do what they normally are able to do there, right? So so I think when you're screaming down the ice like he does because he's so fast and when he gets into the zone, he's used to having more time to basically, you know, with the stick back, make the shot. Yeah. So there's that there's few seconds difference that of time. Still, and, he's he's got it's. I mean, I keep saying again, it's, it's the same thing for him. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. because some of his bad luck. There was one play on, on, with Calgary. He was on a two on one with Willie, and Willie passed the puck, but it had to go over. Like mm-hmm. he had to put the puck up or whatever to go past the defenseman, and it hopped over McKay's stick. Right. He had a wide open net otherwise, and he yes, it I just that wasn't, one. yeah. And I was like, oh, when is this going to happen for him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's got to go in eventually. But anyways, I, I don't know. So that's my bad. So it's actually like partial bad. So yeah. that's good in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, if he can start connecting, that's going to be fabulous. But for now, like, I find him fairly exciting to watch at least. So so there's that. So for for my bad it's uh, the still not playing the full 60. We're still seeing those lapses. Um, you know, the fact that we are, all of our wins, like have been like pretty much one one goal games and last night was a one goal loss, uh, you know, but last night we didn't start on time. So, you know, it was like a, so that's what I mean. We're like, either not starting on time. We have a bad second period, uh, we let in some bad ones in the third. Like, you know, they're not always the same um, modus operandi, but somehow we are still not managing to put it together for a full 60 every night. And uh, that's still a little frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only one that I think was a full 60 was the Winnipeg game, was the yeah. first game after... Uh after we released our other last podcast mm-hmm. episode, but um, they played a full 60 there. Anderson came back and, and made the timely saves when he, when he mm-hmm. needed to be there for us. And he's definitely been with us for the whole road trip. He's been perfectly fine, but playing. Yeah. Like they, I mean, well, you just look at the quote, even that Austin Matthews said last night, he said like, they haven't played their best still. No, but right? I mean, so they, it's still, you know, even though we're like, I think about a third of the way through the season already, because it's so yeah. short, it's still super early as far as whether they're going to have it all together, especially given the fact that there's been no preseason really to get, you know, sort of established and work out kinks and stuff, but that's all happening on the fly. So all things considered, I guess it's okay, but they obviously need to realize that they need to put it together a little bit better every night if they're going to really make some noise this year. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And, um, okay. The ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on to the ugly. So my ugly, it's again, it's, it's partial ugly, let's just say, because on the one fact is that we're taking too many penalties, mm-hmm. but that's because the refing has been garbage, basically. Especially um, in Edmonton, these last two last two games in Calgary and Edmonton, horrific. There yeah. were like very questionable calls. Yes, yes, it did go on the other side as well in some cases, but 
Actually, I found it interesting, and I don't want to mention the player's name. I won't, because Syl will yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) We got to learn, because what I'm going to say is, a lot of the penalties, I think it was, well, it was throughout the, the last two weeks anyways, the penalties that we took, many of them were because we were stick checking and we were putting the stick into the skates of the opposing player to try and get the puck, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that player conveniently falls down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, it in some cases, maybe uh, it's tripping, like to say that it's legit, like the guy lost balance because the stick was there. But even Sheldon Keefe, I read um, that they're actually going to review the tape because their strategy, I guess, to try and get the puck away from the opposing player is to actually to do that, is to go and, and dig for it. And But he said they're going to look at the tape at those instances to say, because he found it, obviously he found it ridiculous as well, that almost every time there was at least three or four calls where that happened, where we put our stick in into the skates. Well, that's interesting that he said that because it's possible that other coaching staffs are looking at that tape and thinking, oh, yeah. this is an opportunity. Yeah. So and they do this. We're going to do this. And then yes. we're going to get the yeah. power play. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it's smart that he's actually thinking, aha, maybe we need to rethink this and adjust because other yeah. people are taking advantage of us. The other side, though, what you're saying, though, I 100% agree is that we need to draw more. And what I find is like a perfect person who could draw more penalties, for example, is probably Mitch. You know, like he, he, the thing is, is that you don't, they don't stay down (laughs) when they should stay down. Maybe they stay down when they shouldn't be staying down. So then you're right. The player that shall not be named (laughs) was excellent at drawing penalties. And we do miss that. A little bit. Well, true, but he, but you know, I don't know. It's sometimes that's a gift and that's a gift that he has. And I'm not sure that anyone else could do it like he does, you know? So, no, no, but, but we are anyways, missing that. So, but, but even back then, he's probably the only one that was good at that. Yes, it was. He was the only that's one. Why, but, that's why it's so glaring now that it's not on our, on our squad. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, some of the calls anyways, were just the refs being, that was like, ridiculous like the calls like even the 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 analysts on tv were like like saying that like yeah i think ray ferrara really (laughs) let them have it one day um yeah like should we if we're giving the the players a little bit of the benefit of the doubt for not having a preseason and all that should we be giving the refs a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because they're still getting into it no no (laughs) it's okay (laughs) I right, that's my say that. that's my thing about the uh, the ugly anyway. So I just hope that some like I just hope we start drawing penalties ourselves somehow. Like look, no, I for agree. The, like when I, the opportunity is like I know it's it's probably hard to do it. Obviously, it is because we don't seem to be doing doing it very often when we do. But like just fall down. Like try and. Try and, and 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 make it. Obviously, you don't want the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty no. like, to say that you're. No, we don't want to see flopping, em- That's embellishing, for sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's an art, right? But uh, but anyways, yeah. So that's my ugly. What was your ugly? Well, my ugly again, a not so ugly. Ugly is is the injuries and 
that we're sustaining and the the fact that it's it's so tight uh, now with you know the fact that we have the the stay ready squad we've got the taxi squad yes but we don't have a lot of time uh you know with the games that that we have to be breaking in people and adjusting there's there's it just can have a very large impact in this season and one of the the bad impacts obviously was Campbell going down um you know not having that backup when he he played the perfect backup game um that night against Ottawa you know now he's going to be I out think- I think for a while did he play in Ottawa or did he play? It was Calgary. I know that he played phenomenal that afternoon game against was Calgary. Calgary? Yeah, 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 it was. He played that one game in Calgary, the afternoon game. And oh, he yeah. Was, mm-hmm. And he was phenomenal that game. And that's when he, I think it's that's a groin pull. That's when he got but, um, yeah. But yeah, so now Hutchison is the ba- is the backup, mm-hmm. and um, I mean he he might not be you know he may be okay this year whatever. But the thing is, is that is it's now we don't have the insurance, right? So yeah, like I, it's just like we have three key injuries now. Um, I guess Robertson. I don't know. You could say whether it's a key injury or not, but um, well, messed up our taxi squad basically yeah. situation. Yeah, and, and that messed and up that, our yeah. cap situation and too, cap for si- sure. There's a trickle so, down sort of, yeah. Exactly. So there, <laughs> yeah. these things have like a larger impact than in a regular given season. So I guess that's why I'm kind of highlighting that. And also yeah. there's not, not there wasn't that much that was too ugly. I mean, let's, let's face it. Like it's been a, a pretty good uh, little um, stanza of games. For now, and um, yes, like we said, seven out of eight points. Yeah, <laughs> not too much to be ugly about that sort of thing. No. But there's uh, obviously they keep saying that they're they're well, there is always room to improve. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, I think know- too. I think too with Keith's just one thing about Keith's comment on Hutchison. He actually said. He's because everyone was like, yeah, yeah, panic, I, obviously. I, I heard this comment mm-hmm. and you heard the comment about the yeah. one. He's the one he's player the on the roster player that played in the past. The <laughs> the second second round. Round. Yes. 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 He was with Cal- he was with Colorado. Obviously, right. he's a different team. But no, um, and he played great in those playoffs. The games that he, he did, played, he played great. He made big saves. He had For to sure. make the big saves. I mean, otherwise, mm-hmm. how could he win the t- he won two games playoff games? So, right. So, well, think, and um, truthfully, you know, we haven't seen him. Uh, he's never he hasn't played under Keefe. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think he, he's going to probably get in there in our next uh, in the next couple of weeks versus Ottawa. I think Hutchison's yeah. going to go in one game at least mm-hmm. just to get him in there. Yeah. So obviously those those few injuries. um are not great, but we do have the four-day break coming up before we get back into it on Thursday. So with that, let's talk about uh, what's coming up for the blue and white. So as I said, a well-deserved break. Keith um, has said in his presser that they're going to have two whole days off from the rink. And um, then starting Thursday, there's going to be Three games with uh, Vancouver and two uh, with the Habs. And obviously, we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a top of the division showdown, I guess. And then a three-game set with Ottawa. So I guess we're now getting into these longer, um, you know, uh, series, I guess, with yeah. some of the teams, which will be sort of interesting, 
I think. Yeah, there's more of a pattern here. Last mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, we just had that random game versus Winnipeg. That was a one game, uh, yeah, show sort of. But uh, in this case, now we're starting to get into the the sets. I don't know versus the Canucks. Of course, they've been. They've been spiraling a little bit, but now ever since they play Ottawa, every it seems like it's only our team. Like the Sens get up for us, obviously. All the teams mm-hmm. get up to play the Leafs, obviously. But the Sens, they get up to play. Like they they won a game versus against us. They they took a game away from us that uh, I think it was on the Friday night. And um, but the Canucks, they played the Sens. And like, it was, apparently it was outrageous. Like they, it was, they had 16, 16 goals four, and, and, uh, Ottawa only scored three in the whole series. <laughs> so that seemed to turn around the Canucks cause they've been playing much better since, uh, since then. And great. Um, Let's pick yeah. them up before we play them. Yeah. So Pedersen is back on it and, uh, and, uh, and it'll be weird to see Braden Holpe and, uh, yeah, even true. though I think even though I think they're playing Demko a little bit too, they they alternate the the goalies. But um, yeah, I don't know. We to me, we're still the better. We're obviously the better team, I think, and um, like we should do okay. Plus the fact that we have these four days off, so that'll mm-hmm. be good. It gives it gives Freddie some time to to rest a little bit too, and because um, we need him to be good. No, and it's, our, it's a good time for them to work on some things as well. Like it's, they can yeah. actually get some good practice time in because especially since we were on the road, it's really hard to, to do that. Like you're not really able to, you know, work on much when you're away. So now we're back in our home rink and have some extra time to uh, work on some of the things that they've noticed over this uh, last stretch. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got the two game set with the Habs. Now that's obviously that's like, the main event there, uh, yeah. right in between. So that'll be, um, that's going to be I awesome. I hate to, that they're doing me. well right now. I have to say, it's just so, yeah. uh, it just grinds what at me. I, what I hate too is, it's like, it's for another time too, but it, it would be good if the fans were there because there's just, there's just something about it with that. If the fans were there, mm-hmm. it's just some like in the building, like there's some, there's an energy that is not there for, for that even though the players are obviously they're playing it like they're real games but I just think it's on a different level when it comes yeah, to I the I think it makes a difference for, for them too I mean like oh, as human yeah. beings you can feel that even if you're not like focused on it and you're not listening you know actively you feel that so yeah. I yeah. I do think it makes a difference for sure so yeah so I know um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good to 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 see where we're at by by then, and uh, and then we have the three game set with the Sens. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that we can, like, we obviously didn't take them very seriously to lose that one game. Like, we need to be on top of our game every night. It doesn't matter who it is, and and they all and they say it themselves too. So they just need to do it and show up and and play, and they should sweep that series. Like that's. It should be easy. Oh, it should be. And do you think it makes a difference, though, that like we played them right out of the gate when we were kind of a little bit not 100% coordinated and and together? And now it's a different team now that's playing them, I would think. So I, that's what I'm hoping. I am hoping to see that whatever they've done over the last two weeks has changed their approach and they're going to show up differently than they did those first two. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, if the Canucks can beat them 16 to 3 in goals, well, I mean, it, we should like that should be in I I can't I even be- I can't I even imagine was, what it should uh, be. I mean, we better like uh, the, the one thing we haven't really talked about much is our power play, like how ridiculous it is. So that that team, Ottawa, I would think that they should n- try not to take any penalties against us if they want to survive, because <laughs> that would just be. Yeah, yeah. no, like yeah, yeah. like you're saying, it should be a ridiculous onslaught. Yeah. Of goals. Yeah, no, it it should. It it should it should be no ex, no excuse for that. Um and uh yeah, so anyways, it's it's exciting. We I like the Canadian division anyways. I'm I'm good with it even though I'm not I am going to force myself though to watch like something from south of the border. I'm going to force myself to watch a game soon because I'm thinking this is I got to see if what you the just level is. Yeah, so yeah, because right, like, that's what I worry it. about. That's yeah. what I worry about. I I still have like I think I mentioned it on uh, one of our first episodes yeah. uh, this year that I that is a concern that you get into this kind of mode within your division and and there's a level there. You know, you know what the top level is and you know what the bottom level is. But until you start, until you're playing the odd game outside of your division, you really. You, you don't, don't know, know yeah. how you stack up and there's yeah. going to be no no feeling things out because it's going to be right into it when we finally yeah. play other divisions. So um so it's um yeah anyways it's it's going to be another busy time now with the uh with eight games in 14 days and um but we love it because we love watching the Leafs. And another person who loves watching the Leafs is the winner of our holiday giveaway. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so our holiday giveaway winner is uh, is Jen Fenton, and uh, she won um, a fantastic prize package from our friends at Summerfresh. And uh, Jen shared us shared with us her story of growing up as a Leafs fan, and we posted this on our social media. So check it out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and we also wanted to share one other story that we thought was really cool. Yeah. So Jen grew up much like us watching Leaf Leaf games on TV with her dad. Uh, a really fantastic memory she shared with us is that, uh, when she was a kid watching with her father, um, her dad would give them snacks during the hockey game and he served them on a very special silver tray that was engraved with the autographs from the Leafs 1962-1963 Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, it's actually really cool that they had this this special serving tray that they pulled yeah. out just on game night and it was made out of silver had all the this it's it's a memorabilia piece and not everyone can say that they have that i mean i have a maple leaf tray but it's made out of melamine and it's not really that special <laughs> so yeah. um i yeah, thought that I, was super super cool i thought that was fantastic and and just again celebrating the past too and 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 her dad transferring that to his daughter and then now she's transferred it on to her daughter to be a, right. a member of Leafs Nation so it all connects with what Sheldon Keith said 100% that we noted at the episode uh, at the beginning of the episode so um, that foundation and and I yeah. I love that her dad you know it was it made it a special 
thing, an event night. And it's like, you know, I think as Leaf fans, we are sort of lucky that, you know, people in in the States, they look forward to, you know, Thanksgiving for football and it's an event and all the, so the Super Bowl and it's an event. But as a Leaf fan, you kind of get that every Saturday night with Hockey Night in Canada and you can make it that uh, that special every week. And um, so that's kind of how lucky we are to be Leaf fans. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, so yeah, so once again, we want to thank our friends at Summerfresh for the the great prize and and partnering, partnering, partnering with us. <laughs> I think I it's could get that partnering, partnering, partnering. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we look forward to giving our listeners the chance to win again in, in the future. So now that we have the extra episode, it seems that for me, anyway, it seems like weeks are flying by. Um, we hope you enjoyed this show, and we want we and if you want to find out how to support our show, please consider buying us a coffee. Visit and follow us at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. And every little bit helps and um, for us to help us continue with the show. Um, because like we mentioned before, we're a two-woman organization here. <laughs> we do everything. And uh, you can make a donation using our handle, LTL1917, and you can find the link on our Buzzsprout website. Mm-hmm. And we would also really appreciate it if you could take a bit of time to give our podcast a review or a rating on whatever app you use to listen to us. If you don't already, you can follow us on social media, as we said, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at, at our handle at LTL1917. And we will keep you posted on what's going on with our leaves. So you can also email us at ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. That's L-A-D-I-E-S-T-A-L-K-I-N-L-E-A-F-S at gmail. To give us feedback or ideas for future shows, we, as we always say, we would love to hear from you. So... One last shout out. Uh, we want to thank our healthcare workers for everything that they do. And we want everyone to stay safe and well. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Go Leafs, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.